Today's podcast episode is brought to you by Garage. Garage has everything you need for this fall, you guys. Whether you are working from home or you are doing Zoom classes online or maybe you like to dress up and look good all cute for your outings during the day. Garage has you covered from basics to sweats and athleisure to really cute clothes. Trust me, you guys, I just received some pieces from their fall collection. The denim and their sweats are my absolute favorite. I absolutely love how the sweats are like actually fleece lined and super comfortable and warm and feel like you're wearing a blanket as opposed to only looking cute but not being comfortable. They have the whole package and garage ships to the United States and Canada. And I highly encourage you guys going to garageclothing.com to check out their new fall collection and all the amazing pieces they have from basics to statement pieces, you name it, they have it. And just definitely go and check them out in stores or at garageclothing.com. Thank you so much to garage for sponsoring this episode. Hi everyone, welcome back to the Gen Z Girl Podcast. My name is Abby Aslan. If you are new to this podcast and tuning in for the first time, thank you so much for hopping on over to the Gen Z Girl Podcast to see what we have in store today. So first and foremost, I just want to say thank you so, so much to each and every one of you, Um, whether you've listened to one episode, every single episode, whatever your situation is there, I am so grateful for each and every one of you. And this past Tuesday was my one-year podcast anniversary on National Coffee Day, um, ironically at the same time. So it was just such a great day because one, I'm like, oh my gosh, it's already been a year. And at the same time, I'm like, I feel like it's been forever that I've been doing this. And I have loved putting the time and effort into this podcast. And even though, you know, it's not like this booming, growing, explosive super sponsored podcast or anything I don't think you guys understand like how much the community that this podcast has created means to me and probably means to a lot of you and the support you all give me means the world to me and I am just so beyond grateful for each and every one of you for supporting me choosing to listen to the podcast um, being a part of the Gen Z Girl podcast Facebook group which if you're not a part of it go join and following the Gen Z Girl podcast on Instagram all that kind of stuff um it was just a really great day. Like I, it just made me really happy to see all of you saying how much you love the podcast, how much it means to you. And you guys mean just as much to me, if not more. So I'm so grateful for you all. And I hope you all enjoyed the coffee on Gen Z Girl podcast. If you were someone who did grab a coffee um, for future reference, that's something I definitely want to try and do more often. Um, maybe not as like much money on it, um, but for the one year, just a way of saying, like a small way of saying, saying thank you to reach more of you. I like sent a gift card to myself for Starbucks and like posted the e-gift card on my Gen Z Girl podcast Instagram story so you guys could like go buy Starbucks and scan it. And I was really worried because I thought it would run out really quickly and I would like be like, okay, I should probably just reload it so more people can like get it. But I don't think it really ran out until like 4 or 5 p.m. And we probably posted about it around 9 a.m. So I'm really glad that um, it didn't just like run out really quickly. And I loved seeing you guys like tag um, the Gen Z Girl podcast that you got coffee and everything. That's just like 
a very small way of saying thank you. I wish I could do so much more, but I'm so appreciative of all of you. Um, I'm pretty sure you guys already know what the gratitude is for this week's episode, but today's episode, um, we're going to go back into the deep episodes for a second. I know I was doing like a ton of like very deep, thorough episodes for a little bit, and then the past couple have been a little bit more lighthearted, which I do love, and I'm hoping to get some more guests on, but it's just kind of hard with my schedule. I am really busy, so... I do have like a list of guests that I want to have on, but it's just hard to like actually schedule them out and make them happen. So anyways, today's episode is going to be all about leveling up your life, being the main character, that kind of vibe. I know that being the main character is sort of like a trend that I feel like TikTok kind of initiated. Um, And I feel like I've seen, I haven't listened to any podcast episodes or like watched any YouTube videos in regard to this topic. I didn't want to watch any of them or listen to any of them prior to making this episode just because I wanted this to be very real from my perspective like how I feel I leveled up my life and I mean that in a very deep way I don't mean like level up as in like yeah level up like boss up whatever and that's not what I mean I mean just you'll see what I mean but basically I just wanted this to come from my heart my experience things that have truly transformed my life and honestly you all have probably heard me say over half of these I have like 25 things I think to share with you all um and I'm not gonna like explain each one of them but I'm sure you've heard me talk about each thing on here at least once or twice but you guys will understand why I wanted to do this episode when you hear it because I feel like it can be really helpful for those of you that feel like you're in autopilot in your life or you just feel like you aren't really taking control of your life and life is controlling you or you just feel like you aren't really in tune with yourself that kind of thing this is a great episode for you so the quote for this week is um something i found on pinterest earlier today and i was like wow this is actually perfect for the episode and it is to work on yourself is the best thing you can do except that you are not perfect but you are enough and then start working on everything that destroys you your insecurities your ego your dark thoughts you will see in the end you're going to make peace with yourself and that's the greatest thing in the world and this is truly just the epitome of like what I want this episode to get across is that you can't be perfect but you can work on yourself and do all you can to be enough for yourself and you are enough and that's just really what it is at the end of the day is that you're never going to reach perfection but you are enough and working on yourself is all that you can do and it's the best thing you can do Um, And that's a great way to find peace with yourself is to work on those things that pull you down, drag you down, bring your energy down, that kind of thing. So I just really enjoyed that quote. And if you guys ever want to see the actual quotes um, and want to like save them to your Instagram or something, they are always posted on the Gen Z Girl podcast Instagram. So definitely go follow the Instagram um, just to stay up to date with that and everything else. And so you can maybe get a free coffee one day on me. (laughs) But my goal for this week is to do one module of the CPA every day. Guys, I'm right at the halfway mark of studying for FAR, and I'm in this, like, CPA exam Facebook group um, for the whole United States, really, and I see people post all the time, like, how long did you study for FAR, which FAR is, like, one of four sections of the CPA. It's a four-part test, for those of you who don't know, and um, FAR is, like, the most grueling, most dense, heavy one, and I'm starting with it. One of my classes right now sort of... um, is some of the topics of far I guess you could say so I wanted to go ahead and take it like while I'm in the class and I plan on taking it in December I was shooting for October but that was just like way too ambitious of me to shoot for but anyways I see people posting in the Facebook group that they're studying like 
two hours a day and four to six hours a day on the weekend and they're working full time. And I'm just like, are you kidding me? You all make me feel like a literal failure because I try to do like two modules in the morning and that normally happens four mornings and then the other three mornings it's either one module or nothing. So it's just been hard. I it's really easy for me to get burnt out on this kind of stuff, especially like because I'm already studying for classes. Studying for the CPA on top of that is just a lot. I feel like if you're working full time, yes, you are more of your day is used up, but at least you're not studying during the day when you're at work. So studying for the CPA is the only true studying you do. So I don't know. There's pros and cons to both if you're doing it while being a full-time student or if you're doing it while being um, full-time in work. And, you know, I have a friend that has, she did like half of hers while she was a student and then half while she was at work. So she would be like a great um, attestment to which one she preferred as far as her study schedule goes. But anyways, I just, it's been a struggle and I am at the halfway point and I've been studying for a month. So I feel like everyone pretty much finished studying in two months and it's going to take me two months to finish everything if I stay on this track, which I'm hoping to speed it up. And then I'm hoping to have like three or four weeks of review. Um, I feel like I'm going to need a lot of review. So I don't know. I just want to at least get one done a day because I'm in this bad habit of doing it for like two or three hours, two to three days a week. And then two of the days of the week I don't even touch it and that's just probably not good so it's just really hard to find that balance and with each day looking really different it's hard to keep a routine with it I guess you could say but my gratitude I'm not going to go into it but my gratitude I'm so thankful for this podcast and each and every one of you I can't do a goal and gratitude this week and not say that you guys are what I'm thankful for because y'all are the reason why I do this seriously And basically, I'm going to go ahead and hop into the episode. I don't want to sit here chatting too long in the beginning, but I want you guys to understand that leveling up your life and working on yourself, being the main character or whatever you want to call it, all of that is a gradual process that's not going to happen overnight. So you have to be patient with yourself. And I personally think it's a result of taking care of yourself physically, mentally, emotionally, and just increasing your general awareness, both with yourself and others. And I don't think you have to be fully confident in yourself, free of insecurities, whatever. I just think you have to be actively working on them and being proactive and trying to be better each day. Um, It all boils down to like being aware of what you're thinking and feeling, honestly. Um, If I'm just being 110% transparent, I feel like the time when I switched from taking my thoughts and feelings like captive and really being aware of them and what I'm feeling when I'm feeling it that is a time when I like really just became in control of my life and I felt like I was much more in tune with myself um so anyways I'm just gonna get into these 25 things I'm not gonna number them off I'm just gonna like read through them like a list kind of but these are just truly what I have done in my life or what I am still doing that has transform my life to be honest and I know I've done like a 10 habits that will make your life better like that kind of thing I know I've done a lot of episodes that are in relation to this but I feel like the combination of what I have going on here is truly just a great way to sort of level up your life and I don't think you need to do all 25 of these things necessarily because all 25 of them might not apply to you you may already be doing some of them but the whole point is to inspire you to help, to help yourself level up your life and, you know, work on yourself. And the whole point is to just give you guys ideas. Um, I'm not saying you need to do all 25 of these things and you have to do them and you have to do them in this order in order for 
you to be the main character character of your life that's not what i'm saying at all this is just ideas <laughs> for you all so the first one is find what inspires you and always go back to it and adapt as needed and consume a lot of it i know that's like a mouthful but the second you find whatever it is that inspires you and makes you want to get out of bed in the morning and makes you just want to keep going keep working always go back to it and sometimes you know in your life you will get in ruts and you may have to adapt and find something different to help inspire you but I think at the end of the day there is always this core desire and motivation that inspires us the most so always going back to that but also adapting the ways you get inspired um, will really help you sort of just stay on your a-game and get through those ruts and those lulls in your life that you are absolutely going to run into and I think if you can find whatever it is that inspires you consume a lot of it in whatever medium or way that you need to consume it um, whether it's something as simple as going on Pinterest or if it's going on walks in the morning whatever it is do it a lot to just keep yourself in tune and keep yourself inspired my second one is to read more this is very clear-cut and simple you guys Reading is just a perfect way to escape from your reality. Whatever genre you read, I don't care. Just read more. It makes you a better communicator. Um, it makes you a better reader, obviously. You're a better writer. I feel like you get more ideas. You get more inspired. And in general, you just become more educated generally as long as you're like not only reading one specific genre that isn't really informative. But end of the day reading more is so so beneficial and I think it's really important for us to find especially in this very digital age those things that we can go to that really completely pull us from our reality because it just helps us unwind because I feel like everything we do involves some sort of connection nowadays whether it's through a phone or computer laptop iPad whatever whatever it is I think the best way to truly unwind decompress take care of yourself is something that does not involve any type of connection or online presence so reading is a great way to do that and next is planning this is so important I talk about planning all the time it helps you feel so much more in control and it helps you to get more done and it's as simple as that if you're someone who doesn't plan I don't know how you could possibly feel like you have a grip of what's going on in your life just because how do you know what you're doing throughout the day? Do you just kind of like keep tabs of it in your head? And I mean, maybe that's possible if you just don't have very complex structured days and that's fine. I definitely have days when I don't make a to-do list. So that's totally normal and healthy. I'm not saying you have to do this day in and day out. I'm just saying in general plan. And I'm not saying just to-do list for your day. I'm saying for a month from now, plan your finances for a month from now. You know, plan when you're going to be taking breaks. That's huge for me. Um, I was talking to my friend Amy Lee about this where, and I think I mentioned this in the last podcast episode with her, how I need to be more intentional about actually scheduling in breaks because I will just literally work through time um, and I will fill any ounce of free time I have with getting ahead on work or catching up on work whatever it is I'm normally behind on something and ahead of on something so I'm always trying to like get that balance there um, and get that in equilibrium but I feel like when I don't plan time to rest and I don't plan free time I sit there and just overwork myself without even realizing it and planning when I say planning I'm not just saying plan for those productive things plan that free time so you can truly allow yourself to rest the next one is huge and it is stop comparing so 
comparison is literally the thief of joy i've probably said that 10 times on this podcast over the past year but i say this because i'm someone who used to be so bad about it especially like in high school i would say and i was i would get really i mean i truly went through like this time i would say late sophomore year of high school through most of my junior year where i was honestly pretty depressed just because i never really felt like i was enough and i just I didn't ever experience much emotional anything, honestly. I was very withdrawn because I found all of my worth and my success in my schoolwork and how I was doing. And I was also playing a sport at the time and I would compare myself to everyone else, even though everyone else had been pretty much playing their whole lives and I've been playing for two years. And, you know, everyone's journey is completely different. So it's not worth comparing yours to someone else's, no matter what aspect of life it's in. You can sit there and say, oh, but I should compare it because blah, blah, blah. No, you shouldn't because you should only be comparing yourself to you at the end of the day. And when I went through that in high school, it created a lot of unhealthy habits. Um, And luckily, whenever I kind of got into, I would say my freshman, sophomore year of college is when I really sort of recognized that I still had some of those um, comparative habits, I guess you could say rooted in me from doing it so much in sophomore and junior year of high school that I was like I need to kind of be more secure with myself and be and build this self-confidence so I'm not sitting here filling the lack of self-confidence I have by comparing myself to others and it was just really bad I think sophomore and junior year because I was so academically driven and I just wanted you know I had so much on the line for me you know I was like I need to be the best in order to actually go to school and be able to afford it by getting a full ride and blah 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 like I just felt a lot of pressure and I think the pressure created um me comparing myself in a way to other people and it's just really important to just remember that everyone's journey does look different and honestly this is a thing comparing creates competition that literally doesn't actually exist And if you remind yourself that you are literally the one creating that competition, it should help you accept the fact that it's self-induced and it's not something that's actually real. And in turn, you should start like to compare less and less and less because I feel like that's what happened with me. I sort of realized, okay, I am literally taking this hypothetical comparison that I don't even know if it's that valid. I am comparing you know apples to green beans here and I thought I bet you thought I was gonna say apples and oranges nope I needed something two completely different things that weren't even of the same family because that's truly how it is like if you compare you know your um athletic success to someone else's or your academic success to someone else's or your college career to someone else's did you all live the exact same 20 plus years before this no you didn't so Each thing you do in life is a step to get you to where you're meant to be. So what is the point in comparing that whole process for you to that whole process for someone else when it didn't even look nearly the same um, along the way? So that's truly something that really revolutionized comparing for me is just telling myself you are the one creating this. This doesn't exist. You're creating it. So stop. (laughs) And that really helped me. So the next thing is to set goals and strive to develop habits. So goals can be a little intimidating and I do like to set goals, but I feel like I am the type of person that kind of sets them and then kind of puts them on the back burner and never really addresses them. So I think I read this. I think I believe this is in the book to hell with the hustle. 
Um, I believe this is where I read this. I hope I'm right. I think I am. But it talked about creating habits instead of goals. And I thought that was very, that was like one little nugget I got out of that book as long as it was that book, but I'm pretty sure it is. That's one nugget I got out of the book that I just really felt was very powerful because I am definitely someone who's like, oh, New Year resolutions this, New Year's resolutions that, goals for the month this, and I'm just constantly writing out these goals, having these goals for myself, and I make them, but then I never revisit them, and then whenever I tell myself, okay, I want to develop this habit, I feel like it kind of breaks it down into a more day-by-day thing that I'm working on instead of this end goal I'm trying to achieve. So habits are things that you're going to be working on each day day in and day out and that's sort of how your mind thinks of them whenever you do think of habits whereas goals you're not thinking about the process to get there at all you're only thinking about reaching that end step that whatever that goal is so you kind of just float through time and float through and just keep living your life as you normally would hoping that what you're doing along the way is going to help you reach that goal So unless you're someone who's really good about goals and can break them down into smaller goals and manage that really well, good for you. But if that doesn't work for you, then just strive to develop habits and identify what habits you want to have and maintain. And in doing that, it will help you reach whatever goals you have as long as they align. So that one was huge for me. The next one is to eat more whole foods and less processed foods and drink more water. So this is just really good for your energy overall. Um, I am not the most awake person in the world. I truly struggle with like not almost falling asleep every day at 2 p.m. And I do have days where I'm fine. But for the most part, I struggle with that. And I do think that, um, you know, for I'd say for the past like six, seven years, I have had a very balanced diet. But I feel like um, there there has been periods of time where I just had the wrong definition of healthy. And to me now, healthy is eating whole foods, like is natural in their most natural form as I can get them. Of course, I eat processed foods every now and then. Absolutely. A hundred percent. But I like the foundation of what I'm eating to be more whole foods and grains, produce, vegetables, Um, that kind of thing and instead of like buying frozen things or boxed things that are on the shelves that you know I try to do like the perimeter shopping type of thing and only get a few things from inside because I don't know if you guys have probably heard this but if you basically shop around the perimeter of like a grocery store that's the most fresh and whole ingredients whereas whenever you're on the inner aisles that's all the shelved goods so it's going to be things that have like a longer shelf life because they're processed and blah 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 but I find that when I was eating more processed foods like processed cereals and oatmeal and chips and all that kind of stuff, which there's nothing wrong with it. I still love those things. I still get them every now and then. But when that was the foundation of what I was eating, my energy sucked overall. And I have found now in the past like two-ish years that I've probably been eating more whole foods and less of the processed stuff and just time to time having the processed things, I feel more energy overall and I feel like my energy lasts longer. I do still crash, yes, but I feel like I only had small little bursts of energy before. And drinking more water is just something that's going to help your skin. It's going to help you sleep better. It's going to help you stay hydrated you need to stay hydrated you need to drink water so find whatever way you can to drink more water whether that's 
putting a ton of fruit in it, putting lemon in it, just drinking it ice cold, getting yourself a water bottle, whatever it is, drink more water. The next one is to get enough sleep. This is another one that I've just <laughs> always had like a lifelong like bad habit of. Um, when I was in high school, I did not sleep. I literally would get home from volleyball practice, eat dinner, um, work on homework, fall asleep doing homework or studying, wake back up at 1 a.m. and finish up whatever I was working on and finish up my studying around 3 a.m. and then get up at like 6.37. So it was a terrible habit. And if that wasn't my routine, then I would take a nap after school, like a 30-minute nap, and then I would not go to bed until like 1 a.m. and wake up at like 7. And that's just like not good for you. And that was just sort of what I did but I mean it was what got the job done for me in high school and that's just what kind of worked I would like work in my bed fall asleep wake back up and finish and then go to bed so terrible habit I know and I kind of was the same way early not really my freshman year of college my freshman year of college was very lame so I just kind of was always ahead on my work I made like all a pluses because I had all the time in the world and they really weren't that hard of classes and um I was sleeping enough then but then like my sophomore year junior year I just had, I was trying to figure out my time management skills. Did I get a lot done during the day? Yes. Was I managing my time efficiently? Absolutely not. And that caused me to have those late nights. Um, and I would sleep in um, until like nine o'clock, 9.30, which I know probably isn't that late to some of you, but I generally wouldn't ever sleep past 9.30. But I would consistently go to bed between like 12 and three in the morning. And I have found, you know, in the last year that going to bed early and waking up early is a literal game changer even though it does make you a little bit more tired throughout the day every now and then in general I just get so much more done and you know everyone has a different sleep schedule sleep routine routine in general and you have to find what works for you and that's what it's all about is first of all get enough sleep but then after you get enough sleep you need to figure out you know what time frame is best for me to wake up in and I don't think you need it's a little bit daunting to set like a set bedtime and a set wake up time what I do is try to do hour threshold so it's like I want to be asleep between 9 30 and 10 30 or 10 and 11 and then I want to be awake between 6 and 7 and that's a lot more manageable and easy and I just try to make sure I get at least seven hours seven and a half hours of sleep a night I aim for eight most nights, but there are probably two or three nights out of the week where I get like seven, seven and a half. And that's okay because I've honestly always thrived off of that. And my body doesn't really naturally let me sleep longer than seven hours. So if I am sleeping eight hours, I'm likely forcing myself to go back to sleep. So at the end of the day, getting more sleep is so helpful and beneficial. I can't tell you all enough. I know I've talked about it in podcasts, but my routine when I wake up early whether it's five it's usually between 5 30 and 6 30 and I'll get up walk Ella um have coffee sometimes sometimes I wait until after I've worked out but I'll do some CPA studying and then I will go to the gym and let me tell you my it feels like one day is two days whenever I do that because it's like I get these huge things over with in the morning and then I go to classes or I go to one class and then I have my lift classes for my extracurricular like graduate assistant position and it feels like I've lived two days in one day just because I got up early and got my biggest things done with first and it helps so so much with my productivity because then at night I'm getting ahead on things or maybe I'm actually giving myself time to rest 
and it's helped so so much and you really can't be your best self unless you get enough sleep and you can use all the caffeine and stimulants that you want to try and make up for that lost sleep but that's only going to hurt you in the long run and you're going to become dependent on it and that's just not healthy so next is to set boundaries and friendships and relationships this is just so important i've always been the type i've always told my friends family everyone my boyfriend i've just been like i feel like i am a doormat a lot of times you know like and I just have like, please use me or please walk all over me on my written on my forehead because there have been so many friendships I've had where I feel like my patience and my quick to forgive habits. I don't really know. What is the phrase for that? I don't know. My brain is like fried right now, so I don't know <laughs> what I'm saying there, but you guys get the idea. Um, my quickness to forgive, I guess you could say. That and my patience um, can very easily be taken advantage of. And I just always want to help people. And I think people see that I will generally always say yes if you need me to help you. Um, or at least that's how I used to be. So people would know that I was the person they could go to to ask to do those annoying little things that are sort of taking advantage of your friends, whether it's like, taking advantage of using your study guides or your homework that you spend all your time doing or you know I don't know it can be so many things and a lot of it's very little things that aren't that big of a deal but over time when they add up and you're constantly doing them for somebody and not really getting much in return it's ridiculous so just set those boundaries know when to say no um you know for me I have friendships that I know are just strictly like dinner friendships and I have friendships that I know are a lot deeper than that and you just kind of have to like know where to set those boundaries and who to set them with and the same thing with your relationship you know if you're in a relationship know what what like communicate with your partner like what boundaries are you setting in this relationship because if you never communicate them the other person's never going to know and then you're just going to have fights just because you never communicated about it so if you just communicated about it in the first place it's just something that will help in the long run like for example um you know like me and griffin like we have to sort of revisit and be like okay what boundaries do we have in place you know like when is this sounds bad i'm saying like when is line crossed i'm not like saying anything bad right now you guys i'm just saying in general like with whenever we do set our boundaries and our relationships and friendships you know we have to come back and be like okay why are we setting these what boundaries are we setting and let's go ahead and establish them now so that we both know and it's nothing crazy it's nothing like when I say set boundaries I feel like people think that means like oh my gosh don't go like cheat on me you know, no I'm not saying that <laughs> that's literally not what I'm saying at all but um you just have to know like because the thing is is if you're someone who tends to naturally overextend yourself and I feel like a lot of people are like this you know some people aren't some people are great at saying no and aren't people pleasers but for those of you who aren't this is definitely a more applicable step for you because for me um for example I always overextend myself in relationships in the first like year of the relationship and I will drop anything to do and make that person happy and that's great and all but whenever I'm sitting there neglecting myself at the end of the day and I realize a year later, wow, um, who am I again? I have just been totally devoting my entire identity to making this person happy. And is that a bad thing? Yes and no. No, it's not because you care. And it, it shows you care. 
but it's also bad because you're neglecting yourself and you have to keep yourself whole and that's really important at the end of the day so when I say set boundaries in relationships a lot of that has to do with me saying like look I know that this is something you know I maybe did for you in the past um but I find that whenever I spend so much time doing this for you it sort of makes me end up neglecting myself and it could be something as simple as doing someone's laundry for them and that's fine that's great you can do that if you want but if you're in a relationship maybe you've always done the other person's laundry and you're like oh my gosh I do not have time to do all this and you need to set a boundary and you recognize that it's little things like that you guys and I'm not that's not a boundary in our relationship I'll just go ahead and say that <laughs> but that was just like a random relation or relationship one I was giving an example of or maybe it's a roommate one and I don't know why you would ever do your roommate's laundry but if you do maybe you need to set that boundary so I know that these are probably I just don't want to like spill any of my actual personal ones because it just makes me feel kind of uncomfy but I'm just trying to give examples to help you guys understand what I'm saying and I'm sure you understand what I'm saying at this point but setting boundaries is so important for maintaining your own well-being at the end of the day for your friendships your family relationships your actual relationships know who to set them with um don't think that every person has to have the same level of relationship you don't have to have a deep friendship with every friend in your life you don't have to have a surface level friendship with every friend in your life and the relationship with your significant other whether it's your boyfriend or girlfriend it is going to have really high highs it's going to have really low lows um but at the end of the day if you can communicate your boundaries and that kind of stuff ahead of time um your emotional boundaries physical boundaries whatever it is that will help so much down the line mic drop okay next is to stop gossiping oh my gosh grow up you guys if you're doing this what are you like why why are you still doing this um so gossiping is toxic first of all we all know this it's a very um immature behavior um whenever i hear someone or listen to someone gossip i'm like literally my first thought is are you in high school? Like, are you okay? Clearly something is very wrong in your life that you don't feel very good about for you to be sitting here gossiping about somebody. And I'm not saying that I'm like that. I don't gossip because I'm absolutely guilty of it. I slip into it sometimes, but I would say that I have made a significant effort to just not take any part in it the past couple of years. And it has absolutely transformed my life. And I just feel like such a better person honestly and friend and I can confidently you know say like I don't talk crap about any of my friends like I'm not gonna sit there if I have a problem with a friend it's so much different if you're like having like an issue with a friend and you're talking to someone else about the issue but I'm never gonna sit there and like actually sit there and talk about someone else's life because one that's not my business and two why would you be sharing that with someone else when it's not the other person's business as well and um also I feel like gossiping if you're talking about somebody's life it usually ends up turning into hating on that person and all of that is just negative unnecessary speech and things that you need to be putting into the world so the biggest thing is not saying anything harmful about others when they're not around um and even when they are around and make sure if you have anything to say it's constructive constructive criticism is fine that's all great but do not hate because literally what are you like if you're just sitting there hating on someone where whether you know them or not please tell me what value is that adding to your life like why does that does that make you feel better if it does that's really interesting um you should probably i think there's other things in your life that would make you feel a lot better than that but basically gossiping and hating literally just 
is this breeding ground for negative energy in your life and it will one cause more drama and two distract you from your own life which results in lower self-awareness because you're so focused on everyone around you whether that's someone you know or it's someone online whatever it is you're so focused on everyone around you and instead of focusing that time and energy on yourself you're devoting all of that time to either hating criticizing or gossiping about someone that you have no business doing that with and you could be putting all that time into yourself and being more aware of yourself and working on yourself but going along with that also stop judging others like please it's 2020 can we stop judging other people for like what they wear what their job is what they do what their college major is I don't freaking care like you live your life there's a reason why you're doing what you're doing if I don't understand that great like but I'm not gonna sit here and judge you for it the biggest thing that has helped me with judging because I feel like naturally um we all sort of have a little bit of a judgmental nature I guess you could say Um, We tend to judge what we don't understand. So the biggest thing that I have actively done with in my mind has been recognizing judgmental thoughts and then forcing myself to put myself in that person's shoes. So if I find my if I like were to catch myself judging somebody, um, whether I knew them or didn't know them. I instantly I'm at a place now because I've practiced doing this. This isn't something you just develop instantly. You have to practice it. So each time you find yourself judging somebody stop yourself and think okay this is a judgmental thought let's squash it how are we going to squash it let's for i'm going to force myself to put myself in that person's shoes you know why might they be doing whatever it is that they're doing that you're judging them about whatever it is just put yourself in their shoes and even if you don't want to put yourself in their shoes just tell yourself i'm in no place to be doing this like that's not my life it doesn't matter so yeah stop gossiping stop hating and stop judging please it it will seriously make your life so much better because you get to devote a heck of a lot more time to yourself when you're not doing those things and you're a lot better of a friend because like my mom has always said um if people will talk about others to you then they're going to be talking about you behind your back when you're not around that's definitely not the exact wording it's actually a lot shorter and simpler than that but that's basically the essence of what she always told me growing up you know she was like don't partake in gossip. Don't be a part of it because if someone's going to come to you to gossip, they are going to gossip about you when you're not there. Um, if you're going to be sitting there egging the gossip on. And the thing is, if someone does come to you with gossip, just like be like, oh, okay. And then change the subject. Like it's, there's definitely a way to respond to gossip that doesn't egg it on or agree with it or anything like that. Literally just saying like, oh, okay, gotcha. And then like changing the subject. (laughs) I don't know. That's just me. But it's truly changed my life to eliminate those things or at least make a best effort to eliminate them. Next is to always strive to make someone's day or help someone. This is just big. I mean, smile at somebody. Let someone cross the street before you drive through angrily in the Target parking lot. Um, Let someone have the parking spot in front of you. Uh, Pay for the person's coffee behind you. You there's a lot of like monetary and non-monetary ways to make someone's day. So whatever works for you, just go that little extra second, that little extra mile to just make someone's day. Um, connect with those people you know and just really strive to have those deep connections. Check in on your friends, check in on your family. All of that kind of factors into making someone's day and helping someone out because I truly believe that the effort and kindness you exert into this world will absolutely make its way back to you 110%. And I just think, you know, if you can do your best to just make 
your life better and you will eventually kind of like want to make the lives better of those around you once you see what it does for yourself I guess you could say and another way you can just like do a nice thing and sort of use your connections to people and help someone out I guess going along with this is connect the people you know to other people you know like use your connections um for example one of my like friends from high school she's not even like one of my close friends from high school she's just kind of in like the same friend group that I'm in um she just graduated and she's been looking for a job and I connected her with my talent management team that manages my YouTube channel and everything because I was like I don't know if they're if they have any positions but if anything these people could be a mentor to you or a connection or you know a job even and now she has like a part-time job with them and so you know what I mean like just I didn't have to sit there and text her and be like hey are you interested in social media management at all but I did and just from taking that those five seconds to text her and I actually like thought about it for a second I was like no I don't want to bother her like I'm not going to worry about it and then I was like no you know what this this could help her and she's not even like one of my closest friends and I just thought it would be the nice and right thing to do you know like I see someone's looking for a job I have connections I'm gonna use them you don't have to be an influencer to have connections either like literally just think of the professors you know the other colleagues and college students you know um you can just get so many more people in touch than you ever like truly think you ever could until you try I don't think that made any sense but once you actually try to connect people it will help you sort of open your eyes and realize wow um connections go a really long way and that's not something I ever understood growing up I didn't ever you know through my internships and through my recruiting in college I wasn't the type of person that just like had a connection at one of the big four firms I went through the whole process so I never understood the power of connections and I almost got frustrated with people who had connections because I was like this isn't fair but now that I see like how powerful they are I'm like wow why would you not use your connections but that's a whole other tangent so anyways just go the extra mile to help someone out make their day in whatever way you can the next is to educate yourself on worldly matters this is just important um especially the older you get I think it's important too when you're younger too but um you know just try to consume non-biased information and news the news is like really really toxic on every end so just try and find places that are not biased and consume your news find out what's going on in the world find out ways you can help take action um you know be an activist in whatever way that means for you you know fight for what you believe in and what's right and I truly just think that by educating yourself you build a special type of confidence and awareness and I think that that's very powerful to have at our age at a younger age Gen Z age if you're listening to this and it's never too late to do that I just think that knowing what's going on in the world um and it doesn't mean you have to like talk to everyone about it but I do think that if you just know yourself what's going on in the world I just being aware is so important be aware you guys very important (laughs) can't emphasize enough in these times anyways next is to find and focus on your passion and share it to help connect with others who share that passion and this kind of goes along with the very first thing I said if you you know know what inspires you that's great but knowing your passion is a whole other thing if you want to hear more about finding your passion and you're someone who's sitting here listening like Abby 
I don't know what I'm passionate about. I'm just going through the motions. I don't have any passion projects. I'm just going to school or I'm just going to work and that's all there is to it. You know, there's nothing else to my life. Totally, totally, totally put time into what you're passionate about. Find that passion and, you know, completely give as much as you want to and can into it because it is so rewarding whenever you pursue your passion. Go listen to my very first podcast episode if you want to hear more about that and if you want to learn and hear more about finding your passion and I think whenever you share your passion um, you end up attracting people who are passionate about the same things even if that one thing you're passionate about like for me I'm really passionate about YouTube and sharing my story and my podcast and everything like that and through sharing my story I have attracted so many people who have gone through similar things who care about similar things that I do are passionate about similar things that I am and even though all those people may not necessarily be YouTubers and podcasters, influencers, whatever. We all still are connected with things, other passions that we share. And I think whenever you do sort of pursue your passion and you share it and you, whether you're sharing it with your neighbors, your friends at work, whatever it is, it will always be a basis of connection with somebody. Will it be that way for everybody? Absolutely not. But there is somebody that you have opportunity to connect with on a deeper level because of your passion and you will never know that until you share your passion um, outwardly and people know it. You know, don't keep your passion bottled up inside of you. I feel like it's so much more powerful whenever you pursue your passion and you actually like externally pursue it instead of just internally. Next is less time on social media and clean up your feed. Social media is a time suck. Um, My friend Emilia and I were looking at this And we realized, I realized that my screen time, which granted a lot of it is attributed to sort of my work with like YouTube and Instagram. Like if I ever have to like post a sponsor thing on Instagram, I'm sitting on Instagram for a long time, like recording stories or whatever and trying to get them right. Or I'm on my email all the time. And my screen time each week, I spend pretty much one full day on my phone out of the week. Six days a week are mine. One is my phones. That's disgusting. So I'm trying to be a lot better about not getting on as frequently. Of course, I have my days where I'm a little bit more mindlessly scrolling than others. But, you know, set downtime in your um, phone if you can. Set the screen time allowances and, you know, make your apps like shut off or whatever. Um, Put your phone in another room. Whatever it is, just try to be on your phone less. It helps you be more present. I feel like being on your phone more sort of ruins your ability to focus on tasks for a longer amount of time and I feel like it ruins your patience. I feel like the longer I've had like smartphones and the more they've evolved, my ability to focus on things has truly just drastically decreased. I feel like I used to be able to study for hours on end without picking up my phone and now I can hardly go like an hour without like feeling like I need to pick up my phone and like see if I have a text and that's just terrible and that's absolutely a result of always having it at my fingertips and things just getting more and more digitalized and the less time you spend on social media the less time you will be comparing yourself more than likely if you're struggling with that and you know we see highlight reels and that's it like on everything you know some people may post like their bad days bad times I definitely try to always talk about that on here do show it on my YouTube channel whenever I do have the bad days just because I always want to keep it real But all in all, honestly, Instagram is most definitely a highlight reel. You don't see people like 
posting or at least like there's one percent of people probably that are like posting about their bad day and it just comes off as complaining honestly so I feel like that's why a lot of people aren't more real on social media like that but just remember it's a highlight reel clean up your feed if every time you see someone's pictures they just make you feel like crap about yourself you don't have to unfollow them just remove them from your feed you can mute their posts you can mute their stories whatever you got to do to clean up your feed, do it. You know, make sure you're following people that actually inspire you at the end of the day, that make you feel better about yourself, that provide value to your life, not people that are taking from that and taking from the way you see yourself. Next is to spend more time outside. I just feel like this is really, it really just goes back to like grounding and being like one with, you know, the world around you and mother nature. And I feel like just getting fresh air is really good for your brain. I feel like because whenever I take the time in the morning to go a little bit longer of a walk with my dog, I feel like my brain is a trillion times more awake and refreshed whenever I sit down to study afterwards than if I just go outside and do like a quick little like five minute walk with my dog and come back inside and sit down. And whether that's just sitting like if you have a front yard backyard porch balcony whatever if it's just sitting outside for 20 minutes 30 minutes with your coffee getting that fresh air just does something to you being inside all day just isn't good it truly isn't and I think spending more time outside in whatever way possible um you know if you have somewhere you can walk to instead of driving doing that it just really really helps and I just think it's a little subtle way you can level up your life and just sort of devote time to be one with nature next is to be more intentional with words thoughts and actions this is just across the board important um the older we get the more tragic things we experience and see and we experience loss more often um the older we get i feel like ever since i turned like 1920 there's just been a tragic loss occur in the lives of people very close to me if not like my own life and usually it's like in the lives of people close to me and it's very sad and heartbreaking and it just always puts in the perspective how precious life is and that just makes it ever more evident that it's so important to be intentional with your words your thoughts and your actions and to say what you mean always let people know how you feel Um, communication is so important for resolving things it's so important for reassurance And talking about your issues sooner is almost always better than putting them on hold. That's another thing. But just always being intentional. You know, like what is the purpose and the meaning for what I'm thinking, saying, doing? Am I getting that across to the other person? Um, And even with yourself, your words and your thoughts and your actions to yourself, make sure they're intentional. And I just think that if you're living a more passive lifestyle or being more passive, it is going to sort of put you in a position to where you're just not intentional and nothing ever really feels that great on like an emotional level so being more intentional just is a way that helps you kind of connect further and next is to make decisions yourself instead of doing what others think you should do and just know who to consult about what um it's really important to like know who you can go to for certain things um for advice if you just need a listening ear whatever it is There are certain people in your life that are great to go to if you need advice on something or if you need help with something. And then there's others that you probably shouldn't go to because they're going to try to shove their opinion on what you should do down your throat. So just be aware of that. That kind of goes back to your boundaries and just be aware of that. And don't avoid making decisions just because they're hard or intimidating. 
And I feel like we tend to think of a ton of different what if scenarios whenever we have, whenever we're presented with a decision. And we're like, okay, well, what if it goes wrong? What if this happens instead of this? What if it goes right? And you're sitting there creating all these what if scenarios and you get overwhelmed by all of the possibilities. But I feel like if we can just simply remind ourselves that there's two possible outcomes, it will work out or it won't. It'll go the way I think it will or it won't. I feel like that makes the decision process a lot less intimidating, at least for me it does. I'm a terrible decision maker for myself. I'm great at giving other people advice and telling them what I think they should do, which I'm never going to like force what I think you should do onto you. But I feel like I give great advice and I feel like I can make decisions for other people all day long. But the second it comes down to taking my own advice and making decisions for myself, I am absolutely terrible about it and I'm the most indecisive person ever. But what I've been trying to do lately is whenever I have a decision I need to make, I sort of try and tell myself, okay, it's either going to work out or it won't, or this is the benefit, this is the con, whatever it is. There's always like two extremes or like two events that come out of deciding something. And whatever it is in that situation, just try to remember that there's only those two situations instead of thinking of all of these what ifs and all these other factors and variables that are constantly going to be changing that we literally can't control because that makes the decision process whenever you're thinking of all of those variables and things you can't control it makes it so much more complicated makes it harder to make a decision and if it works out great if it doesn't then what lesson is there um, to be learned and how can you move forward from it next is to ask for and communicate what you want instead of assuming people know it or assuming they'll ask I'm really bad about assuming people know exactly what I want and know what I'm thinking and that kind of thing. And it just kind of results in me forgetting to communicate certain things. So at the end of the day, it's just really important to just be straightforward and be straight up and ask for what you want and don't just think that people know. Next is to own your past. Um, This is really important in order to move forward and sort of take control of your life. I feel like a lot of us are very controlled by things that happened in our past or emotions from our past. And it's just important to, you know, acknowledge what happened is in the past. Allow yourself to feel all the emotions associated with it and then take whatever small steps you can to heal by just taking things one day at a time. Don't be like me and sweep things under the rug and let them accumulate and implode because that's exactly what happens to me. I'm working on it. Um, I'm terrible about letting feelings and things that have happened to me um, not really communicating them with anyone just letting it I'm just like okay here's my broom I'm gonna sweep this under the rug for the next few years and then all of a sudden years later I'm feeling like all these weird emotions I haven't felt in a long time or I'm remembering something that happened to me a long time ago and I'm like oh my gosh I never let myself feel this I never talked to somebody about this and now I'm imploding because of it years later when it's not even relevant anymore so don't do that um don't be like me but just own your past and accept what it is, what it is, and you can't go back and change it. Um, that's outside of your control. All you can focus on is what you have right here, right now. You don't have your past anymore and you don't have your future yet. So focus on right here, right now. Next is to be honest about what you want instead of lying to yourself. This is really important because I also struggle with this. I tend to always sort of take the external people around me like what people think I should do what opinions are around me and let that influence my decisions and then I kind of end up realizing okay I don't think I'm doing this for me I feel like this is the result of other people's pressures or what other people think I should do and 
I start to realize that decisions that were supposed to be mine weren't ever really mine because I let other people make them for me by lying to myself about what I wanted. So just always be honest about what you want. Next is to take ownership for your thoughts and actions and stop blaming and complaining. So a lot of times we do things um, in our life that have like this chain of events and all these consequences down the road and we end up sort of blaming or complaining about what happens as a result of those decisions we made or a result of those thoughts and actions and we're blaming what happened to us on someone else or we're complaining about it excessively. Sometimes, yes, those things are out of our control and, you know, we're going to complain about it and you're going to try to displace the blame on someone, but just always take ownership for, you know, the things that you may have said wrong, did wrong, um, thought wrong, whatever it is. Just know that at the end of the day, taking ownership for that is a lot more effective and powerful than trying to blame it on someone or something else and complaining about it because that's just going to bring everyone else down and it just shows that you're not really aware of the consequences of your actions thoughts words whatever next is to exercise and get your body moving simple as that you guys i truly believe that getting those endorphins flowing in whatever way possible whether that's yoga rollerblading um going on a walk going on a run um strength training crossfit bar pilates whatever it is getting your body moving in some way each day is so so important um i truly find that the days that i do work out in the morning at that beginning part of my day i get so much more done in the day and i am just in a better mood overall during the day because i I just have all those endorphins flowing in me and then whenever i wait till the end of the day it just it's great at the end of the day but i feel like in the morning getting it over with and having those flowing the rest of the day is just a lot better for me. And I do love my night workouts, don't get me wrong. But in general, just find the time to devote yourself 30 minutes of your 24-hour day to get your body moving in some way, shape, or form. Next is to take control of your finances. Um, This doesn't have to be anything intense or extravagant. Um, You don't have to have like this super thorough budget. I know a lot of us are really busy and that's really hard and you don't necessarily want to pay for something that like automatically budgets all your money. I know, trust me, it's hard. I'm kind of stuck there where I'm like, okay, I don't want to pay a ton of money for something to be, have all this access to my bank account, which also kind of freaks me out and keep track of all this. And I don't want to pay for that, but I also don't have the time to stay here and like manually budget everything. So taking control of your finances is as simple as being proactive, being organized and being aware. I think just having like a general idea of your expenses each month um, and a general idea of how much you you know, do spend each month, how much you get each month. Obviously, like if you're self-employed like I am, your income is probably all over the freaking place and it's not really trackable. But knowing how much you need to be bringing in for what you're spending in general, like knowing a general number is really helpful and just being organized and being aware, you know, don't avoid looking at your bank account. Don't make, you know, impulsive decisions. And if you do, accept that it was impulsive and, you know, try and remind yourself like, okay, I didn't need to do that. Is there a way that I can keep myself from doing that next time? We're all guilty of impulsive purchases. It happens. But just trying to like in general, take control of your finances. And like I said, this doesn't have to be anything super extravagant, but just being proactive, organized and aware. Next is to take small steps to be more sustainable. You guys know if you have been listening to the podcast, watching my videos um, on YouTube, following me on my Instagram stories. I've just been trying to make little small lifestyle changes here and there to be more sustainable. 
um, one for the earth and two, it just makes me feel really good about myself and I feel like I'm making a difference and I just kind of like, that's like one of my favorite feelings in the world is feeling like I'm making a difference and I know that I have a platform to share that with others and inspire others to do so and it's interesting because there's a lot of things in sustainability that sort of have a bias of, okay, you need to kind of have money to afford to be sustainable or access to certain things or, you know, with like thrifting, um, it's, it can be like super specific to certain body types, like blah, blah, blah. There's a lot of stuff (laughs) that kind of goes into sustainability like that. And I just said all of that very surface level. So take everything I just said with a grain of salt, because I might've just butchered something from there. But in general, just doing small swaps for daily products I use, like instead of using the little weird net loofahs from the grocery store, getting a spot like a real sponge loofah or a silicone loofah, um, using glass soap dispensers and refillable soap instead of plastic soap bottles, using um, bamboo little cotton round pads instead of real cotton pads. Um all kinds of stuff. I mean, there's literally so many small changes you can make and I'm probably going to end up making a YouTube video of like 20 small changes I made in my life to be more sustainable that are like actually sustainable and sustainable in the long run, like sustainable in terms of the earth and sustainable in terms of money and longevity of it. But I just really think that it's a great way to sort of, it, it gets you excited because you're trying something new and you're helping more than just yourself and doing so with just these tiny decisions in your day-to-day life and I feel like the stigma with being sustainable is that you have to do it perfectly or not at all and that's totally not the truth um as long as you're I feel like as long as each one of us is making these like small conscious decisions and efforts each day I feel like that's going to make way more of a difference than like one person being perfectly sustainable so next is to focus on the process by taking things day by day instead of only keeping your eyes on the end goal this kind of goes back to the habit versus creating goals that I was talking about earlier but the process is so much more important than the end goal what are you doing along the way to get there you know that is what is getting you to that goal at the end of the day and that's so much more important so taking things day by day is just a great way to sort of make your goals into bite-sized pieces it's more digestible and if you only keep your eyes on the end goal you're not really paying attention to all the steps it took to get there and likely with all of your goals in life it's going to require you using a lot of those same processes and steps over again so being aware of those processes throughout is really really important last but not least is to recognize and work on insecurities and never make any decisions based off of your insecurities just base your words actions and thoughts from a place of self-love confidence respect and value for yourself not because you feel insecure I feel like um whenever you are insecure about something you don't realize it but you sort of subconsciously have certain thoughts or do certain things or say certain things that come from a place of insecurity so sort of working on your insecurities recognizing what they are recognizing that they exist and you know finding help to work on them if you need to or just seeking out resources to help work on them if you need to is a great way to sort of get you to a place of building confidence in place of that insecurity and then being able to have words actions and thoughts from a place of love and confidence rather than insecurity um, because it can really hurt yourself or someone else if you're doing things based off of insecurities and that is everything you guys I hope that you all enjoyed this episode feel like it's like really similar to what I've done in the past so I hope it wasn't like too repetitive or redundant from that but these are all things that I'm either currently doing or have done that have absolutely helped me just 
be so much more aware and confident and overall just in control of my life. And that's just such an important thing, especially in your early 20s, your late teens, to be in control like that. So I highly encourage you guys checking out and doing, trying some of these things. Let me know if you already do them or you have tried them or you're going to be trying them. I'd love to hear it. Um, I know a lot of this is just something I'm really passionate about because I totally went from being in full autopilot and having no control over my life and not being self-aware at all to the complete other end of that. And it did take literally like three years, four years, honestly, but it's been worth every second, every step of the way. And it truly is such a process that is so important to finding yourself and knowing yourself and your passions and interests. So I hope it helped you guys. And thank you so much for listening. And I will talk to you guys next week.